welcome to your podcast or mine, where the creative minds behind the mic are interviewed. Now, let's get things started. Here's your host, Sherry. Hi there, welcome to your podcast or mine. I'm Sherry. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Laura Elotebi, the creative mind behind the podcast Party Planning Radio. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Laura. Thank you, Sherry. It's an honor to be on your podcast. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, can you give me a brief description of your podcast for the listeners? Absolutely. So like you said, my podcast is called Party Planning Radio, and it started because I wanted to have conversations with local business owners who are in the party area. So you can think about venue owners or photographers, and I just found that they had such interesting stories, and I thought that podcasting rather than blogging was the way to tell their stories. Well, you cover everything from bubbles to dinosaurs, <laughs> as far as the <laughs> business owners are concerned. Uh, th- there are a lot of different party planning services out there, none that I would have even thought of, <laughs> that are creative and fun and unique. But you also uh, run a, a website or a listing called venuesandmore.com. So tell me a little bit more about that. Sure. So um, venuesandmore.com is a website that I own and operate, and I had the idea for it probably about two years ago, two and a half years ago, and of course, like everybody who has a good idea, like you wait and you're like, is somebody else going to build it? You know, is this really going to happen? And so I waited on my idea, and I really thought about it, and after a year of thinking about it, it had to be done, and I had an issue. I had a problem. I hated booking birthday parties for my kids because it was just so difficult. I'd have to call the venue. The venue would have to call me back, you know, so many back and forth. And then I have to pay over the phone. And I I just felt like there has to be a better way. You know, if I wanted to book an airline ticket, I don't call American Airlines and Southwest Airlines to compare prices. Um, That's inefficient. There are marketplaces. And so I thought, there needs to be a marketplace for birthday parties. And every year that my kid's birthday party rolled around there, there wasn't an option. And so I created venuesandmore.com to be a marketplace where you could book a birthday party online. I got to know all of the venue owners and all of the party owners, like you said, like dinosaurs and bubbles. I got to know them on a personal level by building this website I host monthly meetups and got to know the story of behind their business and their passion behind it. And I just thought their story had to be told. For instance, I have one photographer who has a couple of listings on my site. He's pretty popular. And I got to know his story. He was actually Barney, the guy who dressed in the purple suit for 22 years. And I thought his story has to be told. You know, if more people knew that he was Barney and he's now, you know, in front of the camera and interacting, I think they would be more likely to book him because they know how patient he is, you know? 
<laughs> in order to be Barney, I think patience is the highest qualification <laughs> needed for that job. <laughs> absolutely, <Yeah>. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, is this uh, podcast based in and around a regional area of the United States, or uh, is it uh, nationally uh, recognized? Do you use different uh, companies from across the United States or just in a specific area of the U.S.? So right now, I'm in the Dallas area, and all of the business owners have been from the Dallas area, but we have business owners on the site who are from, you know, different areas and different parts of the country. And so I definitely want to tell their story as well. When I built the website, I didn't envision for it just to be Dallas area to help moms in Dallas or help, you know, party planners in Dallas. I really envision it being, you know, a solution for everybody planning a party. And so I built it to go worldwide and, and it has capabilities. It gets hits from 35 different countries a month. And so it, it's definitely out there. And the same thing for the podcast, it's going to start in Dallas. And then, you know, eventually I hope to feature business owners on a more global scale. Well, you mentioned blogging as an alternative, but what uh, turned you on to podcasting? What compelled you to start it? So I love listening to podcasts. Of course, I was initially turned on to podcasts by the podcast serial. And from there, I just couldn't stop listening to podcasts. And so I, I mainly listen to business podcasts because I feel like, you know, it's an opportunity to grow and to learn. And I never envisioned myself being a podcaster at all. Uh, I was a teacher before my career at Venues and More, and I'm very comfortable talking with students, not so much comfortable talking in a room full of adults or where I have the full attention. And so it seemed a bit daunting, the, the idea of starting a podcast, but I just thought it would just be such a great way to tell their story. And it, it came about me starting my podcast just by accident. And I was recording an episode for my local chamber of commerce, shout out to the Allen chamber. And it was just kind of like a business spotlight where you sit down and you talk about your business for 20 or 30 minutes. And while I was there recording, of course, I was super nervous and kind of didn't know what to expect. And after I was recording, I enjoyed the process and I just thought, wow, I, I really think I could do this and I could apply this to my business and I could use it to market my business venues and more. And that's kind of how it came about, just kind of by accident. And then I fell in love with it. And Sherry, as you know, uh, once you have one podcast, you start thinking of different podcasts. And so I have a few other podcasts that I'm thinking of launching in this new year, 2020. And so I think it's a great way to market your business. It's a great way to get the word out about your business um, and also to connect with consumers on, on a deeper level than just a simple post on social. Right. But also, you're talking about something, uh, obviously, it's your livelihood, but you enjoy it. So 
there's that aspect of it. But, you know, looking at other podcasters, a lot of podcasters don't have broadcast experience and certainly face that hurdle with being nervous behind the microphone initially. But mm-hmm. then once they start, they can't stop, and then they want to do <laughs> two or three or ten or start a network of podcasts. And, and that's what happens. Now, you know, I started in college radio. I did uh, internet radio uh, show, and then podcasting, it seemed to be like a natural progression for me. So that right. is where a lot of podcasts come to be born also, is the old broadcasting heart of people. There doesn't seem to be much of a middle ground in there. They're either like veterans or they're just brand new. There doesn't seem to be like a middle ground there. I, I feel like I'm definitely learning a lot. As I said before, I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of variety of podcasts because I want to learn what are they doing that I love. And I want to incorporate that into my podcast and what kind of questions are they asking and how do I sound, which is the hard part, right? Um, Listening to yourself after you've recorded a podcast and, you know, I feel like that's the hardest part is adjusting, you, you know, what you're doing according to your performance on the podcast. And so... That's definitely been a big learning curve and and probably something that you had on your side with the radio shows. I could see that that would definitely transition well. Well, doing this as long as I have, I still am extremely hard on myself, and I really can't stand the sound of my voice. I think that I sound like a valley girl with a head cold, but that's just my opinion, you know, so... So, right, right. You know, I, I can say you don't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but thank you. But how we perceive ourselves as a speaker is definitely different than the audience perception or uh, your friends or your family members. Because sometimes I feel like I sound like I'm a bumbling idiot when they say, oh, that was a great and interesting and thoughtful conversation and I'm like really (laughs) I know I know it 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 really happens to me all the time and I think oh my god that's the worst interview and it ends up the one with the most downloads you know and I don't really edit my uh, podcast a lot so it's very natural and it's how I speak and you know sometimes I say um and I apologize for that I'm still learning and I just feel like every podcast is an epi- is a time to learn. And like you said, people interpret it differently. And I'm also the same way. I'm very hard on myself. But on the flip side, I'm also proud of what I'm doing because I want to promote it and I want to be positive about it. And so I, I kind of have that face where, yeah, I'm critical of myself, but then I'm promoting it and supporting it and trying to put it out there. But that part's hard, putting it out there for everybody to listen. Well, party planning is a business. You're in a business category, but you're really like a sub-genre, and you're very niche because I haven't come across a party planning podcast before ever. So being in that situation, I think, puts you in a different category also because people will probably be looking for something like that when they can't find the specific topic is. So 
I'm sure you gain a lot of listeners in that respect, too. I actually have, and that's uh, one of the reasons why I started the podcast is because I tried to look for a podcast about party planning, and I couldn't find one. And so, you know, what does an entrepreneur do? You know, if they find a hole in the market, they try to go after it. And so that that was purely intentional. I just saw a hole and I thought, you know what, I have to fill it and I'm going to try my best. Well, you mentioned a little bit before what your ideas were for 2020 or moving ahead in the future for yourself personally with starting the other podcasts. But what do you have in mind for Party Planning Radio? Do you have any uh, topics that you want to discuss that maybe isn't spotlighting a particular business, but maybe you want to speak with someone in regard to how difficult it is starting a business or on the other side of it, uh, planning a birthday party? (laughs) Where do you want to go with that? So one of my most downloaded episodes is when I did a roundtable with two party planners, and they're both very enthusiastic, and it was a great episode because we kind of bounced ideas off of each other, and it was kind of funny because both of them were, you know, super planners, and they love planning, and I don't love planning, and we were just kind of making jokes back and forth. I'm like, that is not normal to feel that way about planning But the future for Party Planning Radio, I'm excited because I'm going to do more roundtable discussions and even a couple of parts of that series on weddings. And I feel like it's been discussed a lot, but I just want to have an open discussion with, you know, let's say a photographer and a florist and a makeup artist all in the same room just talking about weddings. And my goal is just to add value to those listening. And I just feel like it was such a success with the roundtable aspect. And I want to definitely try to do that again. And maybe even two or three parts, because I have so many people who want to be on my podcast and they bring so much to the table for my listeners. And so that's kind of what I have coming up for 2020. How do you record and edit your show? Sure. So I partner with a local podcasting company called Free Donation Productions, and he was also in radio, and he made that transition to podcasting, and he hosts around 30 podcasts locally. And so what I do is I just wanted to focus on the conversation and promoting it on Facebook. And he does my editing and distributing. And so that way I can focus on venues and more. And for me, it just takes the time of promotion and also sitting down with the entrepreneur, which is normally about 30 minutes and maybe 30 minutes after we can chat. But it's really not as time consuming when I do it that way with partnering with a production company. What is the most challenging part about podcasting, in your opinion? I think that the most challenging part about podcasting is really deciding what route to go, because everybody kind of has an opinion on what your podcast should be or, or what it should look like. 
you have an idea from your background and, and what's in your head and kind of planning. And so just kind of staying focused and really going with your gut, I feel like. If, if you have a really great idea, see it through and kind of cut out the noise of the naysayers and, and just focus on, on those who are lifting you up in a positive way. On the flip side, how would you say that podcasting has improved or uh, changed your life for the better? So it definitely changes the conversation. And so by that, I mean, if I'm in a room and I stand up and say, hey, I have a marketplace for parties, come and talk to me. You know, people will maybe email me or maybe visit my website. If I stand up in a room and say, hey, I'm looking for business owners to be on my, you know, podcast, I get a line of people. And so for <laughs> me, it creates, uh, yeah, it's seriously, and it creates opportunities that were, weren't there before I had a podcast. And so I have to turn a lot of people down because they don't realize how niche it is. And they think, oh, I want to advertise, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, actually, it's not a real estate podcast. And it's very drilled down and and very narrow. But, you know, I'd love for you to be a listener. (laughs) But I I really think that it changes the conversation and it, it validates your business. And I've even done some speaking where I talk about my podcast to the local community. There's an organization called One Million Cups. And um, they allow entrepreneurs to go and speak about their businesses for five minutes. And so it's free. You can go to 1milliondcups.com and just um, sign up wherever you are in in the U.S. And I've been, you know, a few places in Dallas, Fort Worth, just speaking about my podcast, getting feedback. And like I said earlier, it just provides validation for my business as well. When you mentioned to someone that you have a podcast about party planning, you know, (laughs) the line must form. I feel the same way. Sometimes I'll go on a forum and say, I have a podcast about podcasting. If you want to be on, send me a message. And then the floodgates open and I get like (laughs) 200 emails about being on the podcast. And some of them are people that just want to be on the podcast and so I asked them, do you have a podcast? And they say no. And so I'm like, well, if you start one, then maybe get back to me. But in the meantime, you can listen to it. Right, <laughs> so I, right. I understand that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> And I on. believe that's how so, you and I met. We connected yeah. online. Yeah. But then, you know, that that's validation for you that, you know, people are listening and they need a platform to kind of discuss their podcast and maybe get ideas for their podcast if they're thinking of starting one. Maybe they're listening and thinking of starting a podcast in the future. They want to know what it's like and like you're asking about equipment and, you know, everything. I think it's a great validation for you. Well, yeah, I think that it's really good for me as a podcaster to get some of those nuggets out of it because everyone has a different perspective, and when they share their knowledge with you, you just grab something out of it, whether it's small or whether it's profound. That's what I find anyway. 
Right, right. Oh, yeah. I'm always trying to learn. And I feel like, you know, if you stop learning, then then you're going to stay in one place. And I feel like you have to keep learning and and not only learning, but you have to implement those things in your podcast or your business, you know, whatever it might be. Do you have any advice on anyone who wants to start a podcast? So my biggest advice is to just do it. It's not going to be perfect. If you go and listen to my first episodes of Party Planning Radio, it's not going to be perfect. I I feel like I wasn't even using complete sentences and I wasn't asking my questions. I wasn't leading the conversation correctly. I've learned a lot. Like you said, your audience doesn't care. They hear an honest conversation and they're grabbing their nugget. They're grabbing whatever they can out of it. And so if you're thinking of starting a podcast, you know, write down a date and make it happen. It's incredibly easy nowadays because you can Google, you can go on Facebook and ask, hey, who can help me Um, reach out to friends who have podcasts? Just use your resources and they're available to help you out. Speaking of resources, have there been any resources that have guided you on your journey? So I'm kind of like you. I listen to um, podcasts about podcasting. And so, Sherry, I listen to your podcast. I listen to Adam's podcast, Casting the Pod. And those are just podcasts about podcasts. What I did is I binge listened to as many of those podcasts as I could find. And I would just write down what I learned, you know. Also, there are online Facebook groups. I know that you and I are in a Facebook group called She Podcast, and there's one Podcaster Mind. I mean, there are just tons and tons out there of like-minded people who want to start a podcast or who are willing to help you in your journey. And so it, all of the information is already out there. You just got to grab it. You just got to get it. Yes, She Podcast is an excellent uh, outlet to gather information and ask questions, and I believe they even offer mentorship where you can connect with someone else, whether they're brand new or whether they're experienced, to either help them along the way or get advice from them. So that's another option for people out there. And I'm also uh, going to be at PodFest in Orlando this coming March, and I think going to a podcasting convention will probably be a good resource for someone who wants to get their name out there or cross-promote or just meet like-minded people. Absolutely. I've heard incredible things about PodFest, and I started my podcast last February, And so I could have gone, but I was just like, really, I was really new. I was really green. And, you know, that's definitely a resource that I would want to do in the future. I think it's just great when you surround yourself with people who have been there before. And you can just learn so much from that. And the podcasting community is ultra supportive, which is really nice because in business and life in general, it's pretty competitive. So to have someone to help you out and give you encouragement is also really cool. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everybody that I've met through podcasting has been amazing. And like you said, it's, it, it could be like, you know, just an acquaintance, but they're going to go out on a limb for you. They're going to help you out. And if they don't know, they're going to connect you with somebody that they do know. So Laura, do you have anything to add or promote either for the podcast or personally? So as far as promotion, if your podcast listeners are enjoying our conversation and maybe they have an upcoming event uh, that they're planning, give my podcast, Party Planning Radio, a listen. Of course, my startup is the reason why I started my podcast in the first place. And my startup, again, is venuesandmore.com, just the letter N, like Guns N' Roses, venuesandmore.com. I would love to get feedback from your listeners. So my website is a new website. It's been around for a year. And so I would just like to know what you like, what you think would be a good change for the site. I'm just always open for feedback about my website and then also, of course, about my podcast as well. How can people find you on social media? I'm on all of the social media, facebook.com slash book venues and more. And I put all of my party planning radio through there. I'm also on Twitter. It's twitter.com slash venues and more. And then Instagram is also venues and more. And I'm active on all three. I'm also on LinkedIn. If you're there on venues and more there as well. (laughs) I like how you said it's, like Guns N' Roses, only it's venues and more. So, <laughs> yes. Do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to share before we go? I just wanted to thank you so much for this opportunity. It really means a lot. And I really appreciate the <laughs> opportunity to share more about my business and my startup because I feel like without podcasting and the willingness of others to help that startups don't survive. And so I really credit my success that I've had thus far to all of the amazing business owners who give one an, give one another a chance. And so I, I really appreciate what you're doing here. Oh, thank you. And everyone listen to Party Planning Radio. They'll give you a lot of great ideas too on things that I would have never thought of. I would love to have a dinosaur at my 50th uh, birthday party because that means that I'll be old, so I need a dinosaur oh, to no. help, help me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. To help me ease the pain a little bit and then maybe have some bubbles and some bubbly with that too. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Laura, thank you yeah, so much for you, being on. If you're on. ever in Dallas, you need to uh, stop by the Dinosaur Company. They they would love to have you. They offer tours. It's amazing. Oh, for sure. And everyone listening, you should do that too. So if you're in, in the Dallas area, check that place out and uh, find out more by listening to Party Planning Radio too. So thanks again, Laura, for being on your podcast or mine. And to everyone listening, we'll chat soon. I'm Megan. I'm RJ. And we host Oh No Lit Class, a comedy literature podcast that tells you all the strange and sexy facts you never knew about the books you had to read in school. Every episode is a fun, foul-mouthed spark notes for your ears, filled with author bios, plot summaries, bad impressions, and Megan singing. It's mostly you that sing. No, 
I sing well. She sings poorly. That's not true. So come listen to us ruin classic literature one book at a time at onolickclass.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, no, lick class. We're for kids. No, we're not.